Step three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood God. Spiritual principle, faith. It has been said that the first three steps of Overeaters Anonymous program are simply, I can't, God can, I think I'll let God. In step one, we became convinced that we could manage neither our eating nor our other problems by our own will alone. In step two, we added to this acceptance of our utter helplessness a newfound faith that there exists a power greater than us that can relieve us of the obsession with food and restore us to sanity in all areas of life. It is impossible to take step three until we have taken the first two steps. Once we have fully acknowledged our fatal powerlessness and have come to believe that there is a solution, however, the third step is simple. If we want to live free of the killing disease of compulsive eating, we accept help without reservation from a power greater than ourselves and begin taking the actions that will allow us to receive that help. We now say yes to this power, deciding from here on to follow spiritual guidance and making every decision. Note we have said this step is simple. We have not said it is easy. It is not easy because for every one of us, this decision means we must now adopt a new and unfamiliar way of thinking and acting on life. From now on, we let go of our preconceived notions about what is right for us. When faced with choices, we earnestly seek guidance from, my, from our higher power, and when that guidance comes, we act on it. Our new way of life begins with a willingness to adopt a whole new attitude about weight control, body image, and eating. The OA 12-step program differs greatly from the diet and weight loss programs we tried in the past. Those symptoms those systems gave us diets to follow but made us responsible for adhering to them. In OA, we are given no diets, but we are shown a program of recovery that addresses the emotional and spiritual nature of our problem in addition to the physical. Weight loss is not our only goal, and we accept that even a, quote, perfect body, if there is such a thing, would not make us happy. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors. We know that in order to do so, we need to work the remaining nine steps of the program. At one time or another, since we joined OA, most of us have experienced a period of complete freedom from the obsession with food and the compulsion to overeat. For many of us, this freedom came when we took step three and turned the entire program problem over to our higher power. Suddenly, we no longer thought much about food and eating. When mealtime came, we ate moderately, felt satisfied, and stopped eating. It was as if some miracle had given us a healthy attitude about food and eating. For many of us, however, this reprieve didn't last forever. Gradually, food regained its dominance in our thoughts. Eventually, the day came when we again wanted food we didn't need, and staying away from eating compulsively became more difficult for us. Did this mean that we hadn't really taken step three after all? Sometimes that was the case, but usually it simply meant the OA honeymoon was over. What we needed now was a way of remaining abstinent and living sanely through good times and bad. 
Continuing to take the actions outlined in OA steps allows us to do that. Often we caused ourselves problems because we didn't realize that there were some foods and eating behaviors we could handle comfortably and some we couldn't. Many members of OA have been able to identify certain foods and eating behaviors that lead us into compulsive eating. Acceptance of these facts about ourselves gives us hope. For we know that by simply eliminating these foods and eating behaviors from our lives, we will experience fewer struggles with our disease. We are individuals with our own individual nutritional needs, and we found that what is a healthy choice for some might be lethal for others. People who come to OA are sometimes confused by the lack of dietary regulations. If OA doesn't give us any rules to follow, they ask, How are we to find the guidance we must have to avoid compulsive eating? The decision we have made in step three answers this important question. We have found that when we give up self-will regarding food and completely turn our lives over to our higher power, we receive all kinds of guidance. For instance, after years spent in the struggle with this disease, we have been able to take an honest look at our past experiences and identify for ourselves the specific kinds of foods and eating behaviors that give us the most trouble. Some of us have been given eating restrictions by qualified professionals because of special physical problems or needs. Many of us know a lot about sound nutrition, but we have never before been able to put this knowledge into effect because our food obsession interfered. Now that we are working the steps and accept our higher power's guidance, we have been given the power of choice about our eating. We find we are led to make better decisions about our food. It becomes more obvious to us which foods and behaviors are keeping us trapped in our disease. We find that once we recognize our own particular problem areas, we become willing to select foods and behaviors that don't fuel our obsession. When we are developing our plan of eating, many of us have been helped by discussing our particular problems with a sponsor, with sponsors and health professionals. Of course, the final responsibility for what we eat and don't eat rests with us. But we have found that getting honest about our food behaviors with another person can help us find our way. The definition of abstinence has been been refined over the years as the OA Fellowship has clarified the meaning of abstinence for all our members. It is important to remember that abstinence is not the exact content of our plan of eating, which we are each responsible to determine and follow as we surrender to our higher power's guidance. Nor is abstinence about what we weigh, although attaining and maintaining a healthy body weight is a result of our abstinence. Abstinence is refraining from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors that create the obsessive thinking about and destructive acting out with food. A plan of eating helps us each day to get and remain abstinent. Food plans may change over time as our circumstances change or as we discover new or different foods or behaviors from which we must abstain. All of this experience, knowledge, and help is augmented by a source of wisdom inside us that becomes more powerful as we recover from compulsive eating and develop our relationship with our higher power through prayer and meditation. This inner resource is our intuition. 
When we place our will and our lives in God's care in step three, we give God our intuition as well. Intuition is supposed to be God's direct line into our minds and hearts, but our problems and our self-will have interfered with this connection. As we work the steps, the interference begins to be removed and intuition begins to function properly, helping us to focus on God's will, both for our eating and for the living of our lives. It is important to bear in mind that knowledge of ourselves and our nutritional needs is useless without the kind of help we find through working all of OA's 12 steps. Many of us have tried for years to find the perfect way of eating and stick to it perfect way of eating and stick to it. In order to continue being abstinent, we have to have a power greater than ourselves operating in our lives daily. This is always available to us as long as we continue working the 12 steps and living out our decision to trust God's guidance in everything we do. As we become aware of what our healthy eating guidelines should be, we ask God for the willingness and the ability to live within them each day. We ask and we receive first the willingness and then the ability. We cannot count on this without fail. As we continue abstaining, we find we can depend on God to eliminate our yearning for the kind of eating that harms us. Much of the time, we no longer want to eat unwisely and we come to prefer foods that are appropriate for us. This miracle of sanity, the result of working OA's 12 steps, is an everyday reality for thousands of recovering compulsive overeaters. We find we are seldom obsessed with eating and food, that it is possible for us to continue eating moderate, nutritious nutritious meals one day at a time, day after day, month after month, year after year. Do we ever achieve a permanent freedom from food obsession? Yes and no. OA long-timers do have this miraculous freedom most days, but occasionally, for some, the obsession returns. How do we get through these times without returning to compulsive eating? We don't panic. Instead, we quietly reaffirm our personal guidelines and ask our higher power to help us continue living within them. Then we turn away from food and eating to focus our attention on our OA fellowship and the 12 steps. As we work the steps using the tools of the program, a plan of eating, sponsorship, meetings, telephone writing, literature, action plan, anonymity, and service, we find the help we need. There's a footnote. The tool abstinence listed in the first edition was replaced by the tool, quote, a plan of eating at the 1995 World Service Business Conference. Abstinence remains our primary purpose, as outlined in the OA preamble. The tool, quote, action plan, was recognized at the 2011 World Service Business Conference. OA friends lovingly remind us that this too shall pass. It does pass, and our obsession is lifted again. This abstinent way of life continues on a daily basis so long as we continue to trust a higher power with our lives, renew our Step 3 commitment daily, and practice all of OA's 12 steps. Inexperienced in this way of living, many of us have asked, how do I reach this decision to turn my will and life over to a higher power? What exactly do I have to do? It helps to understand that once we make this decision, our approach to all choices will be like our approach to our food. We will no longer simply do what we feel like doing or what we want or what we think we can get away with. Instead, 
we will earnestly seek to learn God's, God's will for us, then we will act accordingly. Working the steps will help us to let go of fear and indecision. If we are sincere, our higher power will give us the knowledge of our best course in life, along with the willingness and the ability to follow that course, even when it seems difficult and uncomfortable. In learning God's will, we may again refer to our experienced knowledge, common sense, and intuition, and to the wisdom of spiritual mentors. If something has repeatedly worked well for us, or for someone else in a similar situation, we may assume it will work in our present situation, ultimately bringing good to us and to others, which is God's will. For instance, we might find from experience that when we're feeling unstable, going to OA meetings help us helps us to reconnect with other OA members and our higher power. Thus, we can assume it's God's will for us to keep attending meetings regularly, even when we don't feel like it. Or when we're in a group of people who are gossiping about someone we dislike, we might be inclined to join in with a few comments of our own at first. But we've learned from experience that gossip is not good for us, so we know it's God's will that we not take part in the damaging conversation. Honesty, common sense, and a sincere willingness to follow our new spiritual path are sufficient to show us the way. In making major decisions, of course, We should not assume that every thought that comes into our minds is inspired by God. When we're considering taking an unusual action, we will want to consult with a sponsor or spiritual guide. It is not this person's job to decide for us. No human can do that. But a person who is detached from our immediate situation and has an understanding of spiritual principles can help us to learn and apply them when we are searching for our higher power's will for us. This, then, is how we will operate our lives once we have made the decision called for in step three. None of us can follow this way of life perfectly, but we find that our success in recovery and our freedom from food obsession are in direct proportion to how sincerely we try to live in this manner. Taking step three shows our willingness to live by God's will one day at a time. Most of us have found that working the 12 steps and applying them in our lives has helped us better understand God's will. Having this willingness to work the steps, we do not let any doubt or confusion we may still have keep us from acting. We concentrate on whomever or whatever we think God might be, and we say out loud in words of our own choosing that we now turn our will and our lives over to our higher power, holding nothing back. When we say our personal prayer asking for help and mean it, we have made the key life-changing decision that will lead us to recovery. We have taken the third step. We now have a new reaction when we face a problem or a decision, whether it has to do with food, life, or our own runaway emotions. Instead of acting on impulse, we pause long enough to learn God's will, then Instead of resorting to willpower, we relax and reach out to receive help from our higher power. All we need to say is, God, please help me do your will. Once we compulsive eaters truly take the third step, we cannot fail to recover. As we live out our decision day by day, our higher power guides us through the remaining nine steps. 
When we falter, we are reminded of our commitment to live by God's will alone, and we trust that the willingness and ability will come if we only ask for them. When we get off track, our higher power will guide us back as long as we are sincerely trying to know and do God's will. We can confidently face any situation life brings us because we no longer have to face it alone. We have what we need anytime we are willing to let go of self-will and humbly ask for help.